Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of A Little Bit of Everything. I am your host, Alan Moto, and today, believe it or not, I actually have a topic that I'd like to talk about. It's going to be a main topic. I'm still going to try to get to multiple things because that's just kind of how I roll. But I do actually have a topic today, and the topic is DC's Injustice. Um, came out first as a game, as a video game, Injustice Gods Amongst Us. It was a Mortal Kombat style game with bits and pieces of story in, in it. Great game. Love the game. Then, if I remember correctly, the game came first and then there were comics that went along with it. I don't exactly remember the uh, ins and out of that. But there's comics and two games. And now a movie. And the movie is... I gotta be honest with you, it's one of the most disappointing things that I have seen in quite some time uh, because injustice for those of you that don't know spoiler warning right now if you don't want to get the that injustice storyline spoiled for you uh turn off right now return to me next on that next episode that i do um but as of right now Injustice. Basically, what happens? Superman becomes evil. The Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois and his unborn child. It's an Elseworlds story, and it is without a doubt my favorite Elseworlds story. Well, one of them. You know, it's it's an, an immensely popular thing. And I just have a... I got the opportunity to watch the movie... The animated movie on HBO Max. And it was disappointing for me. Um, and, and I'm going to go over it. Superman. First of all, they left a lot of things out, which is fine. I kind of You kind of have to expect that when they adapt uh, comics to the big screen. A lot of the more supernatural elements weren't in... The Injustice movie that I just saw. Um, as far as I saw, I didn't see like an Injustice 2 on here. And I haven't heard of an Injustice 2. Just this one Injustice. Um, but they left a lot of things out. Uh, the Injustice, it's an Elseworlds story alternate universe. And every single character is involved you have shazam you have aquaman you you've got batman v superman i mean it's you have so many characters and a lot end up dying in very poignant relevant ways like green arrow dies in the comics and he dies in the movie as well but in the comics uh in the comics the the circumstances are the same. You know, Batman's squad breaks into the solitude of Fortress, basically Superman's home, and tries to steal something that would help them in their fight against 
Superman. In the movie, it's a red sun gun. I believe in the comics, it's strength pills. Uh, either they break in to get the strength pills or they just reverse engineer them. I th- now that I'm thinking of it, I'm pretty sure they just reverse engineer the strength pills. But they break in to try and get it, get something from uh, from Superman's song. Solitude of Fortress, or Fortress of Solitude, my bad. <laughs> yes, it is the Solitude of Fortress. Man, I'm good. Um, anyway, and both of Clark's parents are there. In the movie, it's only his father. That part wasn't as big a deal to me. Uh, both of the parents are there, and Superman assumes, hey, Batman's there to threaten my parents. He's not, and he's not in the movie, but Superman assumes it in the movie as well. Uh, And here's how it goes in the movie. In the movie, it's just Clark's dad, and Clark's dad tries to get Superman to back down. Kind of works. Ra's al Ghul, I say Ra's, Raish. It's one of those potato-potato things. Doesn't really matter. If you want to say Raish, you can say Raish. I prefer to say Ra's. It's a pronunciation thing. Don't come at me. <laughs> um, no, but um, in this movie, it comes down to basically a standoff between Superman and Green Arrow. And Green Arrow's got a kryptonite. And Arrow shoots it at Superman, who then deflects the arrow into Jonathan Kent's heart, killing Jonathan Kent. And, of course, Superman basically blames... Superman doesn't basically. He flat out blames Green Arrow for it and kills him with heat blast, heat vision. The heat blast, you know, just boom, quick and to the point, done. Um, And that, that's it. Batman's crew just walks away and leaves, just straight up leaves. Uh... And in the books, not quite how it goes. Uh, also, in the books, Black Canary is fairly important. Not even mentioned in the movie. Not even once. It's like Green Arrow's single. It's, it's kind of upsetting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say that Black Canary is a major player because she does go away for quite a few issues. She's, but she she's not insignificant. She's in it. So, I mean, it's just... <clears throat> she's not even mentioned in the movie, which is frustrating. Which is a little frustrating to me. Um, so there's that. Uh, now, in the books, they're going to steal Superman shows up. Assumes that they're there for his parents. If I remember correctly, they're not... I forgot why they went to the Fortress of Solitude in the books. Uh, but I do remember this because it really stood out to me. Um, Superman tries to lock Batman's crew in the Fortress of Solitude. To basically like imprison them and just take them captive. And they all get out except for Green Arrow. Who Superman then proceeds to beat to death. With his bare hands. While his parents watch him beat Green Arrow to death. And they're saying like, hey, Clark, stop, stop, 
stop. And he he just doesn't. And that's insane. I mean, Superman legitimately beats one of his his friends, a good friend. It happens very early on in the Injustice storyline. Injustice is a huge, sprawling universe in the comics. It's massive. Massive. You, I think there's like, I don't know. There's at least five years there. And I think in the comics, it's stated like 10 years or something goes by and in injustice. There's just so much really insane stuff happens. Um, Dick Grayson dies, which he also dies in the comics. In the, in the movie, um, Damian Wayne Robin chucks a scrimmage stick, like a little baton. Huh? They're called scrimmage sticks. Yeah. Chucks a scrimmage stick, hits Nightwing in the head, falls, dies. And then we kind of look into the, uh, then we move on to the scene of Batman grieving, which is very similar to how it's done in the comics. Now, in the comics, fighting Solomon Grundy, Grundy, this all happens at Arkham, okay? Arkham Asylum, which is where, like, the Joker gets sent, like, the Batman's rogues get sent to Arkham Asylum. This is where this happens, right? So, Batman goes to stop Superman from just straight up executing the rogues in the comics. And he does that in the movie as well. Um, But in the comics, he goes to stop it. And Harley Quinn releases Solomon, releases the rogues so they put aside their differences. These, this is also similar. Here's where it stops. Solomon Grundy gets let go. And in the movie, it's just, he's basically just treated as if nothing is basically nothing. And that's kind of annoying. Um, but in the book, Grundy literally comes up through the floor, grabs Robin by the head and pulls him down through the floor. And Batman and Superman, who've been basically at each other's throats, because obviously Superman kills the Joker. Yeah, spoiler alert, that happens in this. Um, Superman killed the Joker, and now he's trying to kill the rogues, and Batman's sticking to his guns. Hey, look, we are not judge, jury, executioner. We stop what's wrong, and then we let the law take over, and Superman's just kind of taking on judge, jury, and executioner. Um, so they're just, they've been at each other's throats, and both of them just Hop right down, just right out, out of there. No hesitation, go down to get Damien. Uh, Nightwing hops down as well. They they get Damien free. Damien throws uh, Nightwing, basically admonishes him for trying to kill uh, Rogue. So Damien throws one of Nightwing's, this is comics. Damien throws a night uh, scrim a stick of, at Nightwing, hits him in the head. He falls, breaks his neck on a rock, and dies. It's a horrible way for Nightwing to go out. Really upsetting. But the reverence that is paid in the books is so much better than in the movies. Because in the movies, Superman flies through Grundy. Um, flies through Solomon Grundy, who's just really big. Which is why he's a problem. Because he's really big, simplifying it. Simplifying Grundy, but he's huge, so he's an issue. Superman flies through Grundy's chest, effectively killing him, and then orders the rogues back to their cells. They go to their cells, and there's like three heroes left. 
to witness Batman leaving with his first adopted son. Uh, and that's in the movie. In the books, the rogues don't get sent back to their cell. Batman crawls out of the hole, sees Dick's body. Damien's crying. He cries in the movie as well. Uh, Damien's crying. And being like, hey, look, no, it, it was an accident. He always catches it. He always flex it. He's just basically shocked. And it gets set up again in the books really well. In the movie, they're Dick and uh, Jay, not Jason, Dick and Damien are training and Damien chucks a baton at Dick's head and Dick just knocks it away, which is impactful. This is books. Uh, knocks it away because Dick had turned his back to Damien. So Damien took a cheap shot and shucked the baton at Dick Grayson's head who and he just spun and knocked it away and was like, hey, that's not cool. In the movie, Superman saves saves Dick. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, they, uh, yeah, Damien says he stops it. He always blocks it in the movie, but it's it's not as impactful because it's like, well, does he? The only other time we've seen you do this, Superman block, Superman caught the bat- baton. In the comics, we saw that you know, Dick blocks it and then says something along the lines or to the effect of, "Dude, you got to stop doing that. I, I block it every time." Time and then, so the fact that it hits him and Damien just much more wrecked, it just feels much more wrecked in the comic. Uh, but once Batman sees in the comic, once Batman sees Dick Grayson dead in Arkham, um, and Damien's crying and just not okay, Batman's not okay either. And the part that's really impactful is both the heroes and the villains all stop fighting and make way for Batman. They all stop. They don't get ordered back to their cells. It's it's. We're told later that Superman rounded it up and put them in there. Well, they got put back in their cells. I don't think Superman actually did it. Um, But they all just stop fighting and make like an aisle for Batman to leave. And that's insane because it shows the amount of respect that even though, hey, the people that sided with Superman... And the people that sided with Batman, and like it's it's important because like yeah, people were had all were already choosing sides and stuff, but the people that sided with Superman and the criminals still had enough respect for Batman that they just stopped fighting to let him through. And I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want that in your movie because it's so effective in the comics and i got to dick grayson's death i read his death in the comics i was shocked and i'm not a huge dick grayson fan there are four robins dick grayson was the first jason todd was the second tim drake was the third damian wayne was the fourth okay and my favorite has got to be jason todd followed by tim drake followed by dick grayson followed by damian wayne so those are just it's an event that involves two characters that I personally am not huge fans of. Like, yeah, they're good characters, but I, I just personally don't like them, right? But in the comic, it, it, like, Dick Grayson's death hit me, and I was shocked. No matter how many times I read 
the book, and I've, I've read that book with Grayson's death multiple times. Um, and every time I do, I'm, I always, I get to that panel and I see the stick get thrown. I'm like, okay, it's going to be different this time because it's well written and I'm invested in the character of Dick Grayson. And in this one, he just gets hit in the head and dies. And that's, it, it doesn't feel like any reverence is paid to him. And now I want to move on to the scene after that. Selena Kyle, Catwoman, gets told by Superman. She goes to Wayne Manor, supposedly. We don't see her go to Wayne Manor. She just walks down the stairs into the Batcave where Batman's punching a pole until his knuckles are bloody. Great. And she basically takes off his mask and I... If I remember correctly, she uses a line pulled directly from the comics. And if it's not direct from the comics, it's it's very close to what the comics did with this line. Uh, but she goes, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be the mask. Don't be Batman. Just fall apart and I'll I'll hold you together. I'll, I'll be here for you, basically. Uh, but we, we don't, again, another character that is missing is Alfred. Not even mentioned at all which i don't like um and here's how the scene goes in the comics selena finds out about dick's death and goes to wayne manor and she sees alfred sitting looking at a fire drinking and alfred has never been shown to drink if you know anything about man about batman and alfred he sees batman as his son and he truly takes all of the robins under his wings as well and we see alfred just devastated holding a glass in his hand and then there's like a bottle of scotch or whiskey he it's like half gone and the implication is that he's already drank half a bottle of scotch or whiskey just because he's so devastated over the loss of dick grayson who's basically like a equal parts grandson and son to him um and he sees Selena and he goes, oh, Miss Miss Kyle, let me get you some tea. And she basically just goes, no, it's okay. You've taken care of me so much. I'm going to take care of you for a little while. And then uh, the assumption is that she takes care of, of Alfred and she gets him to bed and everything. And, and then she goes down into the bat cave and the scene that we see in the, in the movie shows up on comics basically and it's it's different because in the in the movie it's just a pole with like something wrapped around it and bloody and red on batman's knuckles in the comics it's shown that he's been put punching for so long and for so hard that he's worn through the gloves through his gloves Hooves, right through the his gloves and through the padding on the uh on the pole and is starting to wear through the pole itself that's how much he's punching it how hard he's punching it and how long he's been punching it and that hit me a lot more than just in in the movie it's just red where his knuckles are and red splotch on the pole which is I don't know why. And it's not like Injustice is a brand new thing. It's it's a fairly old storyline. Uh, I don't know when this movie came out. and But I'm 
if I remember correctly, it's it's not super old. Uh, so I don't know what was going on. And back to the comics, like I said, in the movie, Alfred's not even mentioned. My goodness, I have people, like even my mom, who does not care about comic books in the slightest. She couldn't care less. Even my mom knows that Alfred is a big part of Batman. So I don't understand how you can just completely omit a character like that. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, well, you know, all we see of him in Injustice is he drinks to deal with Dick Grayson's death. And no, that's not it. Alfred, there's a scene, there's a page where alfred literally beats up superman like beats him to the point where he's broken and bloody all because super because alfred basically not he believes that superman has a huge part in dick's death which he does because well Superman, if Superman hadn't gone to Arkham Asylum, neither would it, then not, none of the circumstances uh, surrounding Dick's death would have transpired, would have occurred. Nothing would have ha- happened and Dick would still be alive. So there's that. And then on top of that, um, there's a comic panel of Alfred standing over a beaten and bloody Superman. And he says, I wanted you to be better. So impactful. It's in, it's an incredible moment. It's very impactful. And it has some fairly big ramifications. Um, so there's that. Uh, Black Canary... We're going, yeah, I'm going back to Black Canary. In the Injustice storyline, this all gets kicked off because Joker tricks uh, Superman into killing Lois Lane and his unborn child, and he wired a nuke to Lois's heart. So when Lois's heart stopped, a nuke went off in Metropolis, which is where Superman's located. So he nuked Metropolis, and basically, Superman was the reason Metropolis got nuked, and that then he killed the Joker, and that was how that whole thing got started. So, and that's accurate to the movie and the comics. So that was great. In the comics, Dinah Lane, the Black Canary, is married to Oliver Queen, the Black Arrow. And after Superman kills, or not Black Arrow, it's Green Arrow. Oliver Queen is Green Arrow. Sorry. Um, After the comics, basically Dinah Lane's like goes off on Superman and she is pregnant with Oliver's Oliver's child and Superman kills not 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 Black Canary but he kills the child in Canary's womb and doesn't care about it it never affects him not once during the entire event it never connects it never does. Never affects him. Not once. Ever. Are you in, is it? What? You, you. Superman truly turns evil in the comics. He goes evil. Now. 
another big reason for that is Wonder Woman. In the comics, she's constantly pushing him. She's constantly like saying, hey, no. When Superman has doubts, he's like, hey, hey, I shouldn't have done this. Or maybe I took it too far. Wonder Woman's there in his ear going like, hey, no, you didn't take it far enough. Or no, you were justified. They were wrong. And we see in the Injustice movie that she just, she, she's not like that. She, she's not like that at all. Now, that leads me to enjoy Wonder Woman in the Injustice movie a lot more than in the Injustice media and the games and the comics and stuff. But it does. So that there's that. But in the movies, in the movie, there's a basically a party going on that people hold because basically Superman becomes a dictator, dictator of the world. Not so much in the movie. It's not really implied that it's the world it kind of is in the comics he overtly takes over the world he just says hey look your government is done i rule the world now this is my planet you guys are done he becomes a yellow lantern which is um they feed their it's like green lantern and green lantern uh focuses off of willpower yellow lantern is powered by fear here comes a yellow lantern. So there's that. Which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> really cool in the comics. comics. And in the movie, he he doesn't really do that. But there's a scene where he kills these people. They're just partying. And some of them are wearing Joker-esque makeup. Right? So he slaughters just a building of people and children. And we see it, and Wonder Woman gives pause, right? She's bas- She kind of looks at him like, um, what the hell? What, what, what did you do type thing? But she sticks by his side, and then we get to the climax where he's just, climax of the film, where uh, they bring in an alternate Superman. And, uh... Basically, an Amazo bot gets dropped in Smallville. And Amazo is able to replicate any power of the Justice League. They're extremely powerful. So they're doing that, and Batman and his little crew comes to help Superman. Right? The Amazo kills Hawkman and Cyborg. Who Cyborg doesn't die in the comics. I He might die in Injustice 2. I'm not entirely Sure, I'm not that far into that game. I'm trying to play it more and more, but I'm not that far into the story mode of that game yet. Um, But Cyborg dies and Hawkman dies in the movie. And it's that Superman would have lost to Amazo if it weren't for Batman and his crew showing up. So Batman and his crew show up and Superman's reaction afterwards is, thanks, you're all going to prison now because you're terrorists. And Wonder Woman basically just goes, dude, what the heck? No, they're the reason we won. They saved our lives. I was hoping that what I saw with the Jokers, that little like building that he just slaughtered everybody in was a momentary lapse of judgment from you 
So that's insane. That was insane. Um, One thing that you don't really see in the movie, and again, this could very well be just due to the nature of movies. Comics, you can show a lot more. You can show a lot. You can get a lot more in. So I'm I'm not saying that, hey, it's, it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and in my mind, I've kind of compartmentalized the Injustice animated TV, or the Injustice animated movie that I just watched. Hey, this is a different universe than the Injustice games and books. It's a different one where similar things happened. Similar things happened, and it just ended differently. That's what I've had to do, and I had to do that actually very early on in the movie so me saying hey all of these differences is not me saying that the movie's bad i enjoyed it i just had to separate this movie from the other injustice media because it's so different and the reason why is early on there's a meeting with the justice league where you have big characters aquaman walks away no consequences in the books Aquaman basically says, no, Superman, I'm not going to listen to your rule. That's not going to happen. So Superman takes some of his strongest guys, goes down there, takes Atlantis out of the ocean and drops it in the Sahara Sahara Desert. And it's like, hey, it's going to stay there until you agree to be on my side or at least not interfere. So Aquaman's like, okay, okay, yep, yep, sure, whatever, yeah. Yeah, just don't kill all my people. Just don't commit mass genocide against my people. So they replace it. Um, also, another character, Shazam, Billy Batson. Um, he also backs out. With a lot of the magic type characters in the movie, he backs out. In the books, Shazam actually takes Superman's side for quite a while in the games. And then Shazam has, like, second thoughts, starts to have second thoughts, and is like, hey, this isn't good, this isn't right, we aren't supposed to be doing this. It's it's not right. So Superman takes Shazam, freezes his mouth, and then uses his heat vision to drill through Shazam's head to murder him. All because he started to have second thoughts. Also, the Flash is in Injustice 2. Flash doesn't die in other Injustice media that I've read, that I've consumed. In this movie, he dies within like the first 5-10 minutes. Like, Flash isn't even alive in the movie when the nuke goes off. Which... which Blows my mind because Green Lantern leaves, which he does for a little bit in the comics. Then he comes back and becomes a Yellow Lantern. (laughs) What? Green Lantern becomes one of Superman's right-hand men in the comics. And he's just completely left out of the movie after the nuke goes off. What? So all of this is not to say that I didn't enjoy the movie. I am happy that the Injustice... Excuse me. 
I'm happy that the Injustice storyline got adapted to film in the limited capacity that it did. And I understand that while you're doing a movie, you have to appeal to the less, least common denominator, right? right? You have to appeal to them. And you have to sit there and be like, okay, it can't be a whole three-hour-long movie where we in, where we throw in, hey, Dr. Fate's here and Batman's headquarters, headquarters are in the Tower of Fate. Oh, yeah, Dan, Black Canary, you lost your volleyball. Here's an Oliver Queen from a different freaking universe that lost his Black Canary. Why don't you go get married with him? You can't involve Dead Man who gets killed in the comics. So Nightwing becomes Dead Man. That happens in the movie as well. But instead of the original Dead Man giving the mantle to Dick Grayson, it's just some godlike being. I'm not a huge Dead Man fan, so I don't read a lot of his work. Um, so that's not in there. Nightwing just becomes his own variation of dead man okay uh in the in the media damian wayne assumes the mantle of nightwing in that first game he's always robin in the movie i, I mean batman's his clan captures raven and she just she's in the movie she just gets forgotten about after like act two, like mid partway through act two. She basically just gets forgotten about. Um, you know, I mean, you you don't get the point where you don't Superman's vulnerable to magic attacks, so you don't get the point where basically uh, or Wonder Woman is. Uh, both Superman and Wonder Woman are kind of. You don't get the point where basically Wonder Woman gets put into a magical coma and it nearly resolves the entire thing because Superman is basically able to see at one point, hey, this is not great. Then right then and there, Wonder Woman wakes up and the whole thing kind of just gets worse from there you don't get superman in the senest the yellow lantern cord taking out the entirety of the green lantern almost the entirety of the green lantern core you don't get the plot points of oh hey there's an alternate batman cyborg and flash and Flash accidentally ran them into the Injustice universe. And so we don't get to see that. We don't see the alternate Joker. We don't. There's so much that we don't see. And while that's not a flaw of the film itself, if you're someone who loves that storyline as much as I do, I love it for its little quirks. You know, we get to see what it, it involves everyone. You know, e even like. The Injustice storyline is so impactful that there is a, I wouldn't even say like a D-tier superhero. Just someone that I'd never heard of before this Injustice storyline and haven't heard of since. Superman flies down to Australia and murders him simply because he's like, hey, 
what Superman is doing is not great. He's going a little too far. And I understand that in movies, it's a more restrictive genre. Like, if I'm going to pick up an Injustice comic book... The fact that the that in an injustice comic book could be like a hundred pages and it and have all of these plot threads. I haven't seen a hundred page injustice book, but the fact that it goes into this much depth, the fact that I can pick up an injustice comic book and oh, we're gonna get John Constantine, okay? Or there's gonna be a side plot with him in there. Or there's going to be this side plot and that side plot. It's probably not going to discourage me. So I understand. I am so sorry. It's probably not going to discourage me from doing these things that I was honestly probably going to do anyway. Um, So that's the thing. And movies are a little more restrictive. Like we can't have a six hour movie. We just can't do it. No one has time for that. And no one's really. And honestly I can't see. I can't see DC doing an MCU style thing. Where they basically split Infinity War into two movies. You know. Endgame and Infinity War. is basically. The equivalent of sitting down and watching a TV show and it ending and being like, tune in next week to get the rest of the story. No, I can't see DC doing doing that. And I, and I think the only reason that it worked for Marvel that instant, in that instance was we had Iron Man. We had all that experience with a bunch of these characters and it was a culmination of their stories, which was awesome and fun and so many people really were excited to see so it worked and i just don't think that the market for an injustice storyline is big enough outside of comics and uh video games for people to be like yeah no i can watch an injustice part one and then wait a year to get injustice part two i I don't think that 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 would work as well for DC, which I find kind of upsetting because I genuinely do love all the twists and turns. Injustice is the good way of convoluted. Like, there's ways for things to be convoluted to the point where it's engaging. It's like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense okay if i follow the oh that makes sense it's you follow like the plot threads that don't make sense and there's a satisfying reason for it it's not like the new 52 where things are convoluted because it just is that's why and that's annoying annoying injustice is convoluted and they'll go back and they'll fill in a lot of plot holes and they'll be like oh Characters want to know what this one did. Well, this is what he did. Um, best thing, I've played the uh, Injustice Red Hood storyline. Jason Todd, second Robin, becomes Red Hood. If you know me, you know that he is one of, if not my favorite comic book characters of all time. So I followed him through and he basically goes through and becomes a murderous Batman. Which was fun because it's in keeping with his, his character 
and it, it was something that was fun, and I followed that in the Injustice 2 video game. Um, I don't know, this, this Injustice movie just felt really surface level to me. Uh, if you hear this and you do know of a different, like, and you do know of more, like, another movie or something for the Injustice uh, universe and it's on here. And I'm going to check as soon as I'm done here, see if they could. So you might get two episodes today where I come out and I'm like, hey, yeah, no, they did another one and they fixed it. And now I truly enjoy this first movie more because of ice. Because of something else that they did. Like, to be honest, I did not enjoy the first Injustice game. I was not a fan of it. I thought, okay, well, that's kind of a dumb... I wasn't as big in comic books when I found out about it, so that could have been a reason why. Um, but I didn't like it, and then I found more and more of the like explanatory stuff and the deeper stuff and I liked it a lot more the second time around that I watched it so if you know of a second movie or if there's like rumors of a second Injustice movie where they're gonna go through and follow this and maybe bring more of like the source material in that'd be awesome feel free to let me know Instagram a underscore moto m-o-u-t-o-u-x um Feel free to follow me. I haven't posted anything on there in quite some time, but I still get notifications, so feel free to text me on there. Follow me on on there. Comment whatever you need to do to get a hold of me. Uh, there's so there's that. Uh, that's that's the one that I truly feel like the most okay with giving out right now. Um, that's really the biggest thing that I was gonna talk about. Not much else I wanted to talk about. If you're in Colorado, or if you follow hockey, then you already know this. Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. First time since, I think, 2001 or 2002. It's It's been a while, is what I'm trying to get at. It's been a while. Uh, but they won the Stanley Cup, and I'm super happy for them. For them. And I think it was a 4-2 sweep. Yeah, 4-2 sweep. Um... Not a sweep. That would that would have meant they went four and four and zero against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they didn't sweep them, but it was a four to two victory series overall out of seven out of six. They played six games. You can force a seven, but they only needed six, which was awesome. So I'm super happy. Go Avs. That's my biggest update, non comic book wise. And I'm kind of running out of steam, as you can probably hear. So I want to say thank you, everybody, for talking and coming in and listening to me rant about the Injustice movie on HBO Max. I still highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, This could be something that I would actually highly recommend this if it's like, hey, I enjoyed the sequence in Zack Snyder's Justice League and and Batman v Superman where Superman was in her. Evil. That is interesting. And if you haven't looked into that anymore, I would recommend this Injustice on HBO Max because it's even more. And then if you find that interesting, go out. Get the games. Find the games. Find all of that media. You can find some Injustice 
videos over at Comic Storian on YouTube. Again, unfortunately, I don't work with them. Don't know any of them, but they're great creators. Very fun, entertaining, and they're very well-versed in what they do. So, always happy to shout them out, give them a plug, go over there, check them out. Um, But as per always, this has been a little bit of everything with your host, Al Moto. Lot less, a lot less of the everything part this time around. But hey, that's the point. I hope you guys had a good time, enjoyed what I was talking about. And remember, be a good person. Thank your waiter. Choose kindness. Have a fantastic day. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.